You're listening to the Amateur Tarot Pod. Originally recorded starting at the end of 2016, there's a lot of growth to be found in the production quality and in the confidence and skill sets of your hosts. Please note that any phone numbers, emails, or social accounts are no longer active. You can contact the creators of the show by reaching out to brian at zenironman.com. Hey, welcome to Amateur Tarot Pod, the only podcast where two non-mystical hosts use the power of the tarot to answer your burning questions. I'm Ben. I'm Brian. We're your hosts. We're going to answer your burning questions. And the way we're going to do that is we're going to use a specific spread that we use every week, right Ben? Oh, I was just going to start with the tarot. Like, we're going to answer your questions with the tarot. Because some people might not know that. Oh, yeah, we're going to use tarot cards, because... That's what we do here. That's why you tuned in, right? Because on the surface, we don't have any good advice to give you. We have to turn to pieces of paper. The tarot. Anyway, continue with what you were saying before. I was saying we're going to use a a spread that we use every week. We're pretty familiar with it. Cream cheese. Yep. It's a joke that we're familiar with because I make it almost every week. Locks. Yep. So we're going to use a really simple spread. It's just three cards... Uh, the first one is the, the past, something, something has happened. The second one is a present action you should take. And the third one is the future guaranteed outcome that will happen if you follow our advice. And that's for one special seeker, one person that's asking a question. Ooh, a seeker. Don't do it. And then we also have... We also have... Bludgers, uh, quaffles. A card of the week coming up. So stay tuned for that if you didn't get your question Do the people asked. who do the quaffle stuff, do they have a name? Because there's like beaters hit the bludgers and the seeker finds a snitch. But then like, I guess you would call the one guy a goalie. But do the, do the quafflers have a name? I think they're just quafflers. We just had a Quidditch episode. All right, continue. <laughs> you said it. You brought it up. Yeah, well, I meant seeker, the, the second definition, not the first definition. The who song? Wow. Good for you, Ben. Thanks. Look at you making a pop culture reference. There we go. Well, from the 70s. (laughs) Still. Good work. So, yeah, we'll also have the card of the week for whoever can find the golden snitch. (laughs) Again, you brought it up. (laughs) I'm looking forward to answering Pete Townsend's question. Well, uh... He's He's a member of the Who, is he not? He is. All right, sweet. Two for two. Well, let's see if he's the one that asked the question. Let's just jump right into Queerin's Corner. And here we are in Queerin's Corner. And this week's question comes from Jamie, who's not Pete Townsend, unless it's an alias. It's true. It could be. Uh, and Jamie, or Pete, wink, says, I have a job interview on Tuesday that I need to nail. The fate of the world, well, at least my world, rests on it. What can I do to increase my odds against the other two candidates? Well, you just say you're a member of The Who, and you'll probably get the job. Unless they check your credentials and you aren't Pete Townsend, but... Or unless it has to do with computers, because I can't imagine Pete Townsend's very good with computers. Well, that's a weird assumption to make. I don't know. He makes music. Yeah. All right, fine. Some casual ages on <laughs> 
So, Jamie has a job interview on Tuesday. It's very important. And what is she going to do to increase her odds against the other two candidates? Well, this week we're going to use uh, the Golden Botticelli deck. The oh, I was going to say she should, like, do food poisoning or, or something. Nothing, like, murderous, but just minor inconvenience. Just just enough. Yeah, just just enough. And, and, then, and then the other one, maybe, like, a Ferris Bueller style. Like, one is food poisoning, the other is, like, a Ferris Bueller style parade that shuts down the street so that the other person can't get to the job. Nice. And then this no matter is, how well the interview goes, they'll have to choose you. This is why we use the tarot, folks, because that's the kind of advice we would give. Food poisoning and Ferris Buellering. That's two pop culture references in this episode. Already. And I guess Harry Potter, which is a third pop culture reference. Uh, Harry Potter doesn't count, because Harry Potter is just the theme of our show. Yeah. Uh, this week we're using the Golden Botticelli deck. It's got uh, Renaissance paintings and gold leaf all over it, and I love it. How do you feel about the Golden Botticelli deck? It's pretty cool. Pretty intricate. Looks good. Cool. Well, let's go ahead and find out what the recent past is for Jamie. Flip. And our first card is Justice, which is different from Judgment. Yes. Did you know that? I did know that. I believe at the beginning of the show I said, mm, I think those are different cards when you had pulled out Judgment. Yeah. Uh, ben is right, and I am wrong. Because look, once once Justice has been delivered, then then you're judged. Right? Which is why I thought they were the same thing. No, because Justice has to figure out if you're guilty or innocent, and then Judgment has to decide if you're going to go to jail or not. I feel like Judgment decides if you're guilty or innocent, and, and justice, justice decides if you go to jail or not. But they come in different orders in the day. Yeah. I guess that's why I thought what I was thinking. Anyway, the card kind of looks like you'd expect it to look in that it's a lady holding some scales. Yeah, she is. she's not blind, though. She's just looking at them. Oh, so she's a cheater. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe she's a better justice. Maybe she's a, a dirty justice. Like, she's taking bribe money, you know? Oh, maybe. Or she was, like, installed by the monarch, and it's, she's a crooked judge. She's also holding a giant uh, axe. See? I feel like the books have already been cooked. <laughs> the deck is stacked against you, Jamie. Uh, she's got some cool foot gloves on, and that's different from socks because they don't cover her toes at all. Nope. I wonder how that plays into the trial. I'm not sure. Maybe Justice is fleet-footed also, like a fox. Ooh. She's also standing in a field. Yeah. It's a beautiful card. Outdoor trial. You know, like they were stuck in the courtroom and it was hot and stuff. And they're like, do you guys just want to do this outside? It's a beautiful day. The judge was like, I declare a recess. Ooh, good pun. All right. So the justice card speaks to fairness and truth. And in the past, there may be some lesson that you've learned. And it, it was learned by basically, you know, figuring out the truth in yourself and in others by maintaining balance and, and a sense of equality in your thoughts and interactions with other people, and that has helped you figure out a situation and see the reality of that situation. Uh, justice can also be speaking to a decision that needs to be made, and if you keep your head on straight and make the fair decision based on objectivity and balance, then the consequences and repercussions from that decision will be the right consequences and the right repercussions. They'll be, even if they're not necessarily positive 100% of the time, they'll be the thing that needs to happen. So I'm going to guess maybe maybe that was like leaving the last job. 
Could be, yeah. Or uh, maybe it indicates judgment that has happened up to this point, like jobs that she's been passed over for. Mm. And now it's finally her time. Yeah, so, so this judgment has been passed up to this point, and now judgment is here to say... Well, it's justice, but that's okay. Justice is here to say, now we're going to see what the scales say about you, Jamie. Okay. So let's go to our next card. Oh, flip it back over. That was a lightning sound effect. You knew that. Yeah, I knew that. You guys all knew that. Uh, So what we have here is possibly the worst card in the whole deck. If cards are better or worse than each other. Which they are. Which they are. This is... The tower. The tower. And the tower uh, shows people uh, falling out of an exploding tower. Yeah. And it's still really beautiful on this deck. The storm in the background is all like gold leaf wallpaper looking stuff. Yeah, and and, and there's uh, the tower is full of red smoke and these two people are falling out of it. They're freaking out because they're going to land on some hard ground. Yeah, well, they may land in this nice grass, but they're probably going to hit these stairs. Yeah, and hitting the stairs is going to hurt a lot. Yeah, that's going to be bad. So the tower speaks to unexpected and inevitable sudden change. A change coming like a bolt of lightning. And um, the difficult part of the tower is that you can't stop the change. Just like you can't stop lightning, change is coming and you're just going to have to deal with it. And you're going to have to accept that change and move forward. But if you can accept that change, then that is better than living in denial. And so you need to look for a place in your life where things are changing. Um, like if you're like, looking for a new job. Yeah, exactly. And plan plan for the unexpected. Um, you Every situation is impermanent, and just understanding that, knowing that everything is kind of on shifting sand, allows you to move with it like a willow instead of standing like a stick. Is that a thing? Is that like a kung fu thing? Sounds like it. Yeah, I think... I think I think that was in um, The Karate Kid, the new one. Yeah, I think Jackie Chan said that. No, the new one. Bruce Lee? I don't know who's in the new one. Will Smith? I think so. Yeah. So I think Will Smith said that in Hancock. Yes. And one way of looking at the tower is that you can't go around, you've got to go through. So there's a situation that's coming up that you're just going to have to pull up your pants and go. Now, the question is whether or not that's the job interview that she's, she's preparing for or if it's something else. Well, there's some big change, though. Uh, let's Maybe she's the one that's going to get food poisoning and get stuck in the Ferris wheel. No! Parade. Don't wish that on our viewers. I didn't wish that. I just said maybe her plan backfires and she gets that. Jamie, I think what the tower is saying is watch out for food poisoning and don't drive behind any parades, especially if you hear Donkashane playing. So I guess... That's just good advice. Just don't get stuck behind parades. That is uh, annoying. I hate parades. Who doesn't hate parades besides little kids because they throw candy, right? Yeah. Well, unless you go to a parade as a little kid and they don't throw candy because I've made that mistake before and that was very disappointing. Yeah, I'm not a fan of parades. No. So maybe our third card will shed some light on the tower and what that means for you. Well, why don't you do the honors? Okay. Flip. 
It's the king of cartoons. I was going to make a, a sound effect, but I guess I haven't watched Peebus Playhouse in long enough to know what yeah, it's, sound he makes. He's just a guy that comes in. Okay. All I remember is the word of the day and that people lost their mind. Well, the word of the day is the king of coins. After. Ah! <laughs> uh, and so the king of coins is your future here. and He's good. Yeah. He looks really good. Um, yeah. He's got a little hat on. He's got a cute little hat. He's got a nice bouffant hairstyle. He's uh, got a warm-looking robe. He does have a warm-looking robe, and he has a heck of a coin in his hands. It's very big. It probably has a big, delicious chocolate inside. Yeah, there's so much chocolate in there, he's going to have to lay down afterwards. And the King of Coins represents uh, somebody who's achieved everything they set out to do in regards to uh, fortune or material gain. And he not only has all these things, but he takes care of other people by sharing his wealth and like the methods he used to get there. He's a life hacker. Yeah. So in regards to business, hmm, that sounds good. And entrepreneurial concerns, the King of Coins is wise and experienced and um, takes things slow and methodically. Uh, And then... Just like every court card, like we say every time, it could be someone else or it could be you. And if it's you in this reading, then it's likely time for you to look at where you are in your life with regards to material success. And then figure out how to best extend that success beyond your own personal boundaries. Find somebody else who's in need of your care or assistance and help them reach the heights that you see that they're capable of. If the king is somebody else then they're likely someone of higher status, an older relative, a friend, or a boss that you admire and are trying to be like. And if they're not helping you towards your goal, then take this card as a sign that you should be asking them for their advice. Um, This applies to anything that's mundane or anything bigger, like, I don't know, if I'm a job. Um, Just be prepared for their help uh, and form of advice and take it, even if it's not the most exciting advice, because it probably will be something process-oriented. So let's wind this back around and tell a story. All right. Let's see what we can do here. So we start off with, man, this is a hard reading. Yeah. I don't know how to put all this together, really. Well, we start off with justice, where someone is seeking the truth or making an important decision. And so I think that that probably could indicate your job search. Like you've got to figure out what jobs are right for you. And then the people at those jobs are also seeking the right person for that position. Yeah. And so that's been you up to this point is you're seeking, you're looking for the thing that'll give you the right balance of income and time at home and benefits and satisfaction. Yep. And then, and then we have the tower, which with the King of coins following it is a bit, uh, um, Confusing, almost. I think it's a bit less scary. Yeah, I think it's less scary, which it's normally a very bad card. But in this case, I think, yeah, there's some sort of big change coming. And you're going to have to power through that change. But ultimately, doing so, you're going to end up being successful. Yeah, I think leading right into the King of Coins, it's showing that on the other side of this big decision, on the other side of this big thing, there's going to be those 
those benefits to a job that you're wanting. There's going to be the lifestyle that you're wanting to live. Yeah. So I don't know that we can necessarily say like, you're not going to get this job, but you're going to get a better one. Or if there's just something that's going to happen between now and the interview or between now and you being offered the job that's going to happen, that's going to seem like, oh no, this is all going so wrong. But whatever it is, in the end, it's going to end up paying off. And to speak specifically to what can you do to increase the odds against the other two candidates, um, one thing you can do is... Food poisoning and a big parade. And then a third thing that you could possibly do is uh, accept that there are going to be candidates who are possibly better on paper than you, who are possibly better than you. Uh, except maybe that's where the tower Yeah, I was going to say that sounds like a tower moment. Is you've got to accept that decisions are going to be made that are completely out of your hands and you can't control who's going in against you. But what you can control is you accepting that and you moving forward as if you're the best candidate and you moving forward as if you are already the king of coins. That's good. A plus, Brian. Well, I hope you that get helped, a job. Jamie. Oh, you get a job and you get a job. Look under your seats, everybody, right now. Everybody's employed. Everybody's employed. This podcast has the best employment numbers. Nobody has better employment numbers. Uh, Well, Jamie, I hope that that helped in some way. Uh, Thanks for sending in your question. And uh, yeah, good luck. luck. I guess, what's that take us to now, Ben? Well, Brian, that takes us to the card of the week. The card of the week. All right. Well, this week we're going to use the Line Strider deck. And are you familiar with the Line Strider deck, Ben? Uh, I'm familiar because I saw it on the internet and I thought it was a good-looking deck. I didn't buy it, but um, it's a good-looking deck. One that I'm not going to hate on. Um, I feel like we've maybe mentioned this deck before, but it's kind of got these, like, uh, eh, I wouldn't say abstract, but these really loose watercolor-type illustrations. Um, a lot of animals, which is cool. Everybody likes animals. Um, you got anything else? It's like watercolor and colored pencil, and it's, it's light. It's nice. You got anything to say about it, Brian? No, I just like hearing what you have to say about it. Well, I don't have anything bad to say about it. I like it. Great. Well, should we flip over our card of the week? Yeah, let's flip it over. Flip. Well, this card looks familiar. It does look familiar. We just dealt with this card on the other deck. It's It's justice. It's justice. So great. Listener, you tell us what this card means. We'll wait. Nothing? Were you not listening? Wow. Not even you, Jamie? Gosh, why do we even do this? Well, because we have nothing better to do. That's true. Uh, let me go ahead and read from the book. This is more than a little white book. The Line Strider deck came with like a full size book. Uh, so I'll go ahead and read this. I may skip over some parts of it, um, but let's go. So, Justice on the Line Strider deck, the keywords are karma. Fairness, justice, honesty, balance, and reason. Justice reflects the search for truth and represents the effects of your actions and the consequences of your decisions. Justice in a reading indicates a time when decision-making is required. 
Something in your life needs attention, meditation, or a solution. Um, the sword in this image is double-edged, signifying impartiality, even though, yeah, this justice does look blind. So that's good. We at least have one We have a fair justice. judge. Uh, and the point up of the sword indicates that it's uh, victorious. Then there's a lot more. There's the scales, a symbol for the Libra, the card number 11. Um, there's a lot going on. This is, uh, there's, it's more than a little white book explanation, and I don't want to just breach copyright by reading the entire thing. Um, we'll get arrested. Yeah, and I don't want to get arrested for something that nobody's even listening to. I'm talking to you, Jamie. Um, so just to sum up, uh, the astrology correspondences are Libra and Capricorn. The numbers for justice are 11, 2, and 8. And the associated plants are a plantain, a garlic, and a violet. <laughs> are you serious right now? Yep. So. <laughs> oh, those classic associated plants. Yeah. What are you supposed to do with the associated plants? Well, plantains, if you slice them and uh, like fry them up, they're really delicious. Yeah, I, well, I know that. And but it's just like, you know, with the numbers, you can play the lottery or whatever. But like, am I just supposed to go out and buy some plantains? I'd say that's a good idea. All right, listeners, this week, uh, we recommend that if you have a big decision to make, go buy some plantains. Yeah, and let the plantains be your guide. All right. Well, a special thank you to Jamie. Despite the fact that she didn't listen, uh, we appreciate the fact that you gave us a question to answer anyway. Yeah. And thank you to all you listeners, viewers out there who uh, every week let us do this, even though you're also not paying attention. Uh, I appreciate that. And special thanks. Special thanks to us. Yeah. Thank you, Ben. Thank you, Brian. And Ben, where can people find us if they wanted to send in their own question and get berated for not listening? They could send that into amateurtarotreading at gmail.com, or they could just go to our website, amateurtarot.com. Okay. And then if you wanted to get in touch with us on the Twitter, uh, you can find us at Tarot Amateur, and then you can also find Ben at Making All This Up on Twitter. And Brian at Zen Ironman, and Pete Townsend at who guitar player? The real who guitar player. Do you think he knows how to use Twitter? Or is he too old? No, there's lots of old people on Twitter. Donald Trump's on That's Twitter. True. And he's the like president is 50,000 years old. Great. Now that you said that, I'm sure somebody's going to show up at our door to like take us to the secret police. Well, at least that would mean somebody's listening. That's true. <laughs> Good point. Um, please, if you are listening, the one thing besides sending in a question that I would ask you to do is rate and review us on iTunes. It doesn't cost anything and it helps us out a lot to get in front of other listeners. Um, and again, I wanted to thank Jamie. I wanted to thank our listeners. I want to thank, uh, Hug Monster Sound. I haven't thanked them in a while for our theme music and our bumpers. And I want to thank, uh, Fox Smith for our new logo, our artwork. It's wonderful. We love it. Yeah, we do. Um, so what do hey, you want to do now, Ben? Um, on the subject of the logo, I was just going to say, your good friend in mind, Stephen Harowitz, sent me an email to say he really liked the logo. So, Oh, well, shout out to Stephen Harowitz. What were you saying? What uh, did I want to do now? Yeah, what do you want to do now? Um, I don't know. Do you want to go watch one of the Harry Potter movies? Yeah, I think that's probably a good idea. Okay, let's go do that. All right. 
We're going to go watch Harry Potter. You guys have a great week. Bye. Bye. What does equanimity mean? I'm normally pretty good at words.